if you're just joining us, we're in a series called All Things New. All Things New. And we believe that uh, it doesn't matter how your 2017 was, that we believe that your 2018 can be incredible. And no matter how your 2018 goes, that your 2019 can be really, really good too. And we're speaking into people's futures. We want to encourage people because we believe that everyone in here today, your best days are actually are ahead of you. I've had some good times. I've enjoyed my past. I've had some good things happen in my past, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not relying on the best things that's ever happened to me the first 34 years of my life. I'm looking forward to the next 34 years of my life. And so we're excited about what God's gonna do in your life this year. No matter how bad it was, we believe that God can do some incredible things um, next year. And so um, with, that, with that being said, we've been looking at the scripture, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. The Bible says this, I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. If I told you today I was going to do something new, you could be like, that's debatable. Or you could say, yeah, you're right. Every time I come here, it's new, Wes. You're always doing something new. But what I love about Jesus is that Jesus can do something new every single day. Um, you know, I like clothes. Clothes is, is my thing. If, if you know me for a little bit, you know I like clothes. But it's inevitable. You may see me wear the same, you may see me wear this shirt eventually sometime in 2018. Maybe, maybe not. I may go shopping before then. But you may see it once. But what I, here's what I love about Jesus is that you'll never see Jesus. Jesus doesn't have to repeat things. He's so creative. For all you creative people in here today, you run out of ideas, you look for inspiration. Some of you guys are writers and you get a thing called writer's block. Jesus has never ever got a writer's block before. Jesus never ever thought, man, I think I might I can't remember if I did that before. Jesus could do something new. In this scripture right here, the Bible tells us that he says, I've done a lot of new things, children of Israel, but I'm gonna do a lot more new things. He goes, actually, I've done some incredible things, but forget about those. The time that I said, the time that I made the sun stand still, forget about that. I'm going to do incredible things. The time where I parted the Red Sea and you guys walked through it and I killed the Philistine army, forget about that because I'm going to do something incredible. He can do something incredible every single day and never, ever run out of ideas of incredible things to do. So we looked at this. Week one, we looked at this. New prayer. Prayer changes you. Prayer changes you. And I think a lot of times like, man, I'm going to pray because I want God to do something for them or I want God to do something for, for this person. But when you start talking to God, it does something in you. We've been in our 21 days of prayer. And I saw Danielle this week and, 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 and I said, Danielle, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying. You know, I, God showed me some things through this 21 days of prayer. And what God did was God changed God changed me. And I got a text later from Danielle, and she's like, I didn't really know how that was going to work for me. I thought God just changed you. But she goes, God did some things inside of me. And so I know if you join us on that journey, that God did some things inside of you because prayer can change you. Last week, I wasn't here. Uh, two weeks ago, I preached, uh, preached new prayer. I ran off the stage, um, Matt Raymond to the airport, and we got there in time. We broke a few laws, but it doesn't matter because we got there. It was for the Lord. So we, we got to the airport. He, he dropped me off. And um, I flew all the way out to Nairobi, Kenya, and I've been there for the last uh, seven days. And, and um, when I was there, um, I met my friend Clint preached last week, new pace, new pace. And, and um, I'm getting to the point, a point in my life, and uh, next week, um, I think I'm going to preach a sermon called New People, because I think we all need new people. But I've been known Matt for a while, but, you know, as soon as I got off the airplane, Matt's like, Matt's texting me. He's being really, really nice to me, and we've texted back and forth, because he's the only guy I know that wakes up at that early as he wakes up. And as I was going to bed, he was waking up, and, and he's like, you need to, he basically said to me, you need to listen to the sermon. And I'm like, don't judge me. You don't tell me I need to listen to the sermon. You need to listen to the sermon. And it was about new pace. A new pace. And I realize today, a lot of times, we get going fast. And we're a little bit arrogant about how fast we can go. And I've, I, I'm a little bit like that. I, I'm like, I'm gonna, I, I've been telling people, Derek, I'm going to run fast till I'm 40. I've got five more years running fast. And, and then I'm going to change. And then I'm going to slow down. And I, what, I, what I'm afraid of is if I run fast till I'm 40, 
I'm gonna get to 40, and what am I gonna say? I'm just gonna run fast until I'm, I'm 50. And I realized this, I, I realized this, I, I kind of wrote, wrote my own sermon about new pace, but I realized this pace determines how you finish. Pace determines how you finish. A lot of people aren't finishing strong because their pace is too fast. Uh, right before I left, um, Ryan and I did a, a, 13, a half marathon, and, and, and our pace was slow. Like, if we, can, if we can finish slow, we'll be able to finish. If we can start slow, then we can finish, we'll be able to finish well. And, 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 and I realized when you run, you, you know this, that you have to have the right pace to finish. You have to have the right, right pace to finish. But I want to change gears today and talk to you about perspective. Perspective. I'm hoping that in 2018 you'll have a new perspective. Here's what I realized about perspective. Perspective clears, perspective clears your mind. Perspective will clear your, will clear your mind. And I don't know about you guys in today, but sometimes my mind gets really screwed up. You know, I, I woke up this morning today and I had this dream. And, and uh, you know the dream I had today? I, I, I posted it. But I had the dream that the Queen of England came to church today. <laughs> and it wasn't in this building. It really wasn't in this building. It wasn't a different building. It was at a church I had been to a long time ago, and it was balcony. It was, it was max capacity. I was like, man, isn't that incredible? And then I woke up. Sometimes you know when you wake up, your perspective will change. It didn't happen. That is like, get up. That alarm went off today. I'm like, I'm so excited about tomorrow morning. But how many of you know when you wake up, you're like, man, I was not ready to quite get up quite yet. That will change your perspective. You can wake up in a bad mood based upon your perspective, you know, or you can go throughout your whole entire day and think, man, I just, you know, I want things to go a certain way, but, and they may not go the way that you want, but as soon as you can change your perspective, and, and, and here's what I've learned about perspective. I, I have the opportunity to be able to go to, um, to a lot of third world countries, and when I go to, uh, when I go to um, Nairobi, and I, I've been there twice now, but I, I, I go by, and I see, the, and I, I see these pictures, and, and they're still kind of ingrained in my mind. I see these these little 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 kids come by, and one of the pictures that was kind of in my mind, and um, uh, uh, that I kind of took last week, in, in the picture was I, I went to the school there. There's a school with several hundred young kids there, and this little kid had a had a spoon out, and and he was playing he was playing the drums with that spoon. And I thought, man, that's that's my son. My my sons they they want to they want to bang on everything. The other day, Trip had uh, some drumsticks, and Jews like I want those drumsticks. And on the back of my seat, he's you know he's drumming. And I said, oh, that's cool that he thinks that's a drumstick. And she's like, no, that's not his drumstick. That's his spoon. That's what he eats with. And what she said to me, she goes, this kid is the only kid in the whole entire school. He brings his own spoon to school. And what I would, what I would venture to guess is that a lot, that, that he probably, that, that was a spoon that he brings to school. But it's probably a spoon that he eats at home and he's using it as a drumstick. You and I would never, ever let our kids use a spoon as a drumstick and then also eat with it. I mean, I would because my fourth kid, I would. My first kid, I wouldn't. My fourth kid, I totally would. Don't let your first kid, Brittany and Dukes, don't let them use their spoon as a drumstick. But the next, last few, you don't care. I was out with someone a few days ago and I dropped, like, I, some, one of my kids dropped food. And I was like, here you go, son. <laughs> I pick it up and give it to him. The lady looked at me. She, I was at Disney. And she looked at me with this most judgmental look on her face. And I said, ma'am, that's my last kid. And I don't care, you know, and I didn't care. She, that's how she looked at me, you know, and, and um, I have the spirit of sarcasm. So I just pretty much let her put her in her place. But I realize my perspective change. Sometimes I want things the way I want them. And that was a perspective moment. They realized that, you know, we have, we have a lot. And that kid had his most prized possession. If that was my post, most prized possession, I would be frustrated. And I know for me, I want a different kind of perspective. Did you guys know this? I saw this quote this week online, but you get to choose your perspective. You get to choose your perspective. You, you get to do that. Uh, Matt texted me two days ago and says, don't worry about tomorrow. 
don't worry about tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, that's good, Matt. And I'm like, that's in the Bible somewhere. The Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow. God's already, God already worked out. Last night, Dustin came to me and goes, hey, bro, would you chill out? It's just two times. You're, you're, you're going to be fine. You're, you're, you're going to make it. And, and it's, about, it's about their perspective. And, but here's, I have to choose my perspective. And you have to choose your perspective. And, and the person next to you gets to choose their perspective. I also wrote down this today. Kind of God kind of put this in my mind over the last few weeks. But perspective doesn't change what you see. It changes how you see. I think a lot of times we've heard that, we've heard that phrase, perspective changes things. Perspective changes things. And I realize perspective does not change things. If you're going through a cruddy situation, it does not change your situation. It actually only changes what you see about your situation. I had lunch with Dustin this week, and Dustin was telling me, he's like, man, I, I made a decision not to do something in 2017 that sometimes I go back and I play over and over again that what if I would have been differently? Would have been, what, if, what if it would have been different? What if I would have took that job and I would have went to that different city far, far away? And his mom came up to him and his mom said, well, I'm glad you didn't take that job. Her perspective was different. The reason why her perspective was different is because her mom had a heart attack. Her dad had a, her, her father-in-law had a heart attack. Her, 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 she had a slight heart attack. She totaled her car. You know, she had her, her house burned down. All four, a big, a, a big year for them as far as bad things happening. And the mom said, well, I'm glad you were here because he's a rock in their family. And it's, it's, there's perspective. There's perspective. Well, I want to read a story of perspective to you today from the scriptures that I think can, can get it. It's, it's weird today that, um, that Jeff and Sharon can be in the same exact room, same exact environment, same exact house, same exact car, but there can be two different kinds of perspectives. If you're married in here today, you know about two different kinds of perspectives. Yesterday, Diana goes, do this. And I was like, I, I just, I did not, I did not want to do it that way. <laughs> I just did not. I did not. What you just, what I just did that you asked me to, I didn't. I want you to know I did not want to do it that way. Dukes, I don't know why I felt it was important to let her know that, but it was important for me to let her know I would have did it differently. At our house, we kind of embraced, over the last two years, really, in our marriage, we just embraced our differences. We still fight about our differences, but she just knows that I do things wrong and she does things right, you know? And, and I realize this. I tell married couples all the time, you can be right or you can be happy, but you cannot be both. You cannot be both. It's either one or the other. We just have two different kinds of, two different kinds of perspectives, two people, same exact room, same exact environment, but have two different, two different perspectives. In the Bible, in Luke chapter 10, there's a very, very familiar story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, the Bible says this. Jesus is, in my Bible, there's a caption there. Jesus is going to visit two girls named Martha and Mary. He's going to visit Martha and Mary. As Jesus and the disciples, they continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Now, can you imagine welcoming Jesus into your home? My friend Yvette's here today, and I've, I've been to her house before. I, I, I was her kid's youth pastor, but I always love this time of the year at your house, Yvette, because when you walked into her house this time of the year, there was always a pecan pie. And that girl can make some pecan pie. I, I loved it. And then the other day, we, she, I met her house in a long time, but she came to my mom's house for, for Christmas or Thanksgiving, and she walked in with a pecan pie. I didn't even greet her. I just took the pecan pie and set it down. I was like, I'm going to eat that. Like, I don't even need the food. I'll eat the pecan pie. But I... They're welcoming Jesus into their home. I don't know how they got that invite. I don't know how they saw him, but they welcomed him into their home nonetheless. Her sister Mary, once, she, once Jesus got to the house, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. I, I, I've learned two things recently that someone told me this, and I, I think it's important for you to know, but Jesus did two things in his life, primarily two different things, and only two things. He loved people, helped people, however you circle that, loved people, and he told stories. That's what Jesus did. 
can I, can I give you just some advice for 2018? If you love people and tell stories about what God's doing, you'll go far in 2018. And if we just be like Jesus, I mean, so many things that we do, we fabric. I have a friend right now who's just, he's just, he's just mad at the church. He just does not want to go, and he's really close to me, and it breaks my heart. But he's just so mad, and he's just mad because people aren't talking about Jesus, and he's mad about, he's, they're not talking about Jesus. They're, they're, we're bringing some of these rules, we're bringing some of these things that are, that are frustrating, and he's getting mad at, he's mad, a lot of reasons he's mad at some Christians. But I want you to know, if we're, if we're loving people, if you're loving people and you're telling people about Jesus, it's kind of hard to get mad at someone who's doing those two things. Am I right? Like, it's just hard to be mad at someone. If I want to come to me and say, hey, man, let me tell you what God did over the next 20, last 21 days. Well, how am I going to get mad at that? I'm going to say, hey, man, I want to, hey, man, I want, I, want, I want to help you out. I want to help you out with something. I want to encourage you. How am I going to get mad at them for that? We love, if we're loving people and we're talking about God, it's going to be really hard for people not to like you, for people to be mad at you. So that's just a freebie. Kind of God's been showing me that over the last uh, few days. But her sister Mary said at God's feet, he was telling stories. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. In this room in here today, there's probably some Martha perspectives and there's some Mary perspectives. Some of you guys, Jesus walks in today, you want to sit at his feet and you want to hang out with him. I'll be honest with you today, I would trend more to be like, to be like Martha. I, I, like to, I like to serve. I like to, I like to help people. I, I get here early. Today, I, 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 I didn't get here earlier than some of the guys here, um, some of the guys in the band and, and Stephen. Usually, I beat them here, and, and they, beat, they beat me here. But I just like to serve. Some of you guys here today, you're just serving. If Jesus came to your house, you'd want to be cooking and cleaning and, and making sure the house looks good. And some of you guys would wipe the counter, and then you would wipe it again. You know who I'm talking about. Some of you OCDers, you want to clean it. And then you want to clean it from cleaning it. You know, like 30 seconds later, there's no more dust, but you're cleaning it again. And then there's some, then there's some, there's some Marys. I, I know I can try to be a Mary, but sometimes uh, some of you guys, you're just a Martha. You just, you just want to be cooking and cleaning and helping and serving. My mom's an incredible Martha, but then there's the Marys. I just want to sit. And usually Martha's like, Mary, you're, if you're a Mary here today, you're like, you're lazy. <laughs> you're lazy. Why don't you get off your, off your, off your behind? You know, uh, Dinah's not here today, but I'll tell you a little secret about us. I don't know where she's at. Oh, there she's back. <clears throat> Here's what we've done recently. This is where we're at, Giselle. We've, we feel so comfortable with, with you guys now, with, with our church. We feel super comfortable. Like, we just, like, we don't even clean up anymore when people come over. Like, we don't even, like, like there's no exaggeration of that. Like, we, we've been, um, we did something that made me very, very mad a few weeks ago. But we, we, we transitioned our twins, our daughter, our twin daughter into Hope's room and our twin son into Judah's room. And her and her mom did it, and, and they, they asked me to help, and she's like, want my mom to come help? I'm like, yeah. And when her mom comes, I want to disappear. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, you guys got that? Well, then I get back from Kenya, and she's like, hey, it didn't work. I'm like, what didn't work? She goes, the whole transition thing. So yesterday, we had a freaking transition on back. And I was like, I can't wait, hon. But we've got furniture in there. We've had people come over since then. We just don't even, we really, I, I don't even think we care. Like, we, these guys love us. We love them. Like, when the babysitter comes, like, and I think we're so, at some, at, not even though we're not cleaned up, we're like, we're not even apologizing anymore. We're like, hey, just come on in. We're glad you're here. Welcome. You people come to our house now. Most of you guys now, when you come to our house, like, you don't even knock anymore, which is rude, but we're cool with it. No, I'm just kidding. We don't even, people don't even knock anymore. Like, I guess after two years, like, that rule is gone. Like, you said we were family. They just kind of come, and we have Martha's, and you have Mary's two different perspectives, same exact situation. We have one guy sitting at Jesus' feet, and we have one person cooking, and we have one person, one person cleaning. And the verse says this. The very next verse says, um, Jesus says to Martha, 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 you're worried and upset over all these details. 
But there's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. I'm not, do, I'm not gonna do what you, what you, I'm not taking that from her. She's where she wants to be at. Honestly, Martha, if you wanna be there, then you do you, and you do you. But two ladies, sisters, same household, same mom, they live the whole entire life, but they're in this space, they're in this exact room, and they have two different kinds of perspectives. Same scenario, different perspective. And I wanna help us change our perspective this year, I, I, I'm gonna give you two things that I think will help you change your, change your perspective. Here's the first thing. You gotta let God be first this year. You have to let God be first. He gets, he, he needs to have current blotch. And, and I, I love this, I, I was, I was, I'm not always purpose, purposeful, but I was very purposeful today, but I put the word let there. Because some of us in here today, God wants to be first, he deserves to be first, but we're just not letting him. Like, bro, I'm too busy for you to be first. I just can't carve out any more time for you to go first or, you know, I really like what I'm doing, God. This feels good. I like it here. This makes me feel good. This encourages me. I like this. I like this money. I like this situation. I like this job. I like the things I'm accumulating. I like everything, God. And God, I just really can't let you right now. And it's not that we don't want to let God first. It's just like we're like, not right now. Or it's for my buddies, like, man, I'm just so mad. I'm so frustrated. I'm so hurt. And we're kind of going to God and say, God, I'm so mad. I'm so frustrated. I just, right now, I just, you don't, not even like laying like, God, you really don't even deserve to be first right now because you really didn't come through the way I thought you should come through. And we get so caught up, and it's my job, I think, as your, as your friend to communicate to you that sometimes we've, we've communicated over and over and over and over again that we've, we've somehow got to the place in our life where we think God is more like a genie in a bottle than he is God. And we, we come in love, we become more in love with the things that we have and the things that we do than the God that let us have those things than the God who lets us go and do those things. And we get so caught up in that. And we gotta let God be first. And, and, and I realize here that, that, that Mary did this well. Mary's perspective was, I'm not gonna say they're right nor wrong, but Mary did this well. She had a good perspective. She's like, man, how many times is, if, if, go, into the, go into this house with me a little bit for just a few moments. How many times is Jesus gonna come to your house? Like this guy is the most well sought after person in the world at this point. How many times are we gonna get Jesus to be able to come into our, into our home? This is a, Mary's perspective, this is it, man. Like we don't, like we can cook and clean all the time. Like we can do this all over again. But I wonder how many times where Jesus comes into our space and he has an opportunity for us to let him be first and we're like, God, I just really, just can you, after I get the deal, can you, then can you come in? Because like I wanna get this deal first and I'm gonna, I'm just not quite ready for you to kind of take over and hijack all my stuff right now. Can you, can you hang on? The Bible says this, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Mary had the right perspective. And Jesus says, hey, you got to let me be in your mind. The scripture tells us that. We already walked through the book of Philippians together as a community uh, this past year, 2017. But the scripture saying, Paul says, let this mind, or let God's perspective be in you. Let God let, be, have the mind of Christ. You can actually, scary you can actually have the mind of Christ. You can begin to think like him. The more you're around him, the more you spend time with him, the more you're with him, he, your mind can actually, you actually, your thoughts can be better. Your perspective can be better. You know this about Jesus. I, I sit with business owners all the time, and I sit with professionals and, and people that are doing life and they're doing things. I, I got to sit on an airplane with a very young entrepreneur this, this past week, and, and, and I find, you know, so many people are asking me so many questions. I, I realize this. 
People are saying to me, hey, can you sit with me and talk to me? Business owners that are talking to me about, uh, that show me line, line numbers that I, that I will never, ever see or never, ever, ever experience and not, unless that's what God has for me. But people are asking me questions. And you know what, you know what I've become to realize? That they're not really asking me what I think. They're really asking me what God thinks. They're really saying, what do you, what do you, what do you think? They're not asking me for my, I, I can't tell a guy how to think when he's trying to acquire $50 million worth of business. I can't help a guy with that. I really can't. I can't help a, I can't help a, a person who's trying to figure out life and trying to figure out their situation because I, I've never, I can't, I've never, I've never been. I, uh, some of my friends will come to me and say, what do you, what do you think of this? I'm like, I, I can't even think like that. Like, I don't even know what to think, but they're really just asking me for, for God's perspective. That's what they're asking me. They don't ask me what I think because it really doesn't matter what I think. They really want to know what God thinks. And we all should want that. We should all want to have the same perspective that Christ has. And only for us to have the same perspective that Christ has is to let him be first. We have to let God be first. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, the Bible says, I beg you, I beg you guys, um, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not, and do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your perspective or your mind. If you want to have a right perspective, a God perspective, you got to let God be first. Here's the second one. And uh, these are going to sound eerily similar for a lot of you guys in here today. I'll tell you why that is for a second. But you got to put others before you. you got to put others, others before you. I, I, I love this story. I love this story because she goes, God, look at she's. Look what she's doing. I'm about to slam the Marthas, okay? If you're a Martha in here, say, prepare yourself, brace yourself. It's going to be okay. You're going to, like, clench up a little bit and get tense and nervous sweat can come now because I'm about to slam the Marthas. But she's like, Jesus, tell her to come help me. Tell her to, tell her to come help me. And you know what I realized about Martha? And this is the first time I've ever saw it like this before because I've, I've preached this a handful of times. One time I preached this story and I had an apron on and I had a, I had a pot on. And I preached a sermon about being busy. And, and, and it would have went really well with last week's pace. But we're just busy sometimes. And sometimes we're busy doing absolutely nothing. We're not advancing, but we're just busy and we're not doing nothing. Like we're cleaning it. It's already clean, but we're cleaning it anyways. We're just busy, but we're doing absolutely Absolutely nothing. And I, I realized this. You know what her problem was? Let me, let me read it to you just really, really quick. And guys, you don't have to go there, but I... Here's why she was mad. She goes, Jesus, why can't you tell her to come get me? That's not why she's mad. Here's why she's mad. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She was distracted by the big dinner that she was preparing. You know what she was caring about? Herself. She didn't care that, it didn't bother her that Mary was out at Jesus' feet. It didn't bother her. That didn't bother, that really, I don't think that really bothered her. What really bothered her is that she, it wasn't all about her. I bet, you know, I bet she was in that kitchen, you know, probably like me. When I do something in the house, I want a recognition and a bow. That's just how it works. I, when, I, I got a haircut yesterday. Stefan cut me up and make sure I was ready for today, the big day. And this is game day for me, so I got to make sure my haircut's right. And, and we were talking. I ran, to the, I ran here, got the church truck, and then I went home because I had a bunch of stuff at the house I had to bring there. And, and I walked into the house, and I had already had my coffee for the morning. I, I, got, I got the refrigerator out. I slammed the door because I got cinnamon rolls out of there. I'm making breakfast for the kids. I want her to know that I came, I came home and now I'm making breakfast. I want it because it's about me. Hey, Diana, stay in bed. I'm making breakfast for the kids. Don't worry about it. I reached in that pot, that, the thing that holds the, the pans. And I, apparently that's not for the pans, but that's where we put those at as Americans. But I took the pan out of there and I slammed it on the stove and, you know, I, 
I got the cinnamon rolls out there, boom, all eight of them. You know, I'm slamming them down there. I went around making breakfast. I got the breakfast in. I love to multitask. You, you just, I don't know if that's an ADD thing, but okay, I don't have enough time to say ADD. I was 80, I, I make that, and then I'm like, I turn the water, like my mom taught me. I've got the scolding hot water on there. I've got the soap in there. I've got hot water, because now I'm going to wash the dishes, because that'll take another 15 minutes. I want her to know that now I'm washing dishes, and it's not about, I, I want recognition. Martha wanted recognition, and a lot of times we want, Mark, we want recognition. We want what we want. We want to feel good. We want things to be all about us, and I am the chief example of that. I saw someone post yesterday, Dukes, a friend of mine, that his wife has made a new rule in his house. I shouldn't say this out loud in, in front of yours, but, but every time you buy a new pair of shoes, you got to give a pair away. It's a stupid rule. I unfollowed that guy. I'm like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yesterday, Donnie goes, did you get new shoes? And I was like, I've nailed it. I've got so many shoes now that she thinks she doesn't even know when I'm getting new shoes. So now I can go out and get new shoes. And she, she's never going to know. Like, this is a... I've made, it as, I've made it as a husband. I'm like, I've, I've tricked my wife into thinking that I could just go out and buy shoes. She doesn't even know when I buy them. And uh, I, I realize we've got so much stuff. We got more stuff than we need. We like what we like. And, and I'm not here today. I'm not, you, you know me well enough if you're new today. I'm not, I'm not throwing darts. I like stuff. It'll be a long time before you see this shirt again. I want to buy another one. I, I just... I, I like the way like seasons change. You know, you know, the seasons change four times a year, but in clothing, seasons change every week. Every week. They, the, the, the people that do the marketing, that they want you to buy a shirt every single week. That's how it works. I get an email from Gap every single day. I unfollowed it. I'm trying to have a new pace this year. I've unfollowed all, my, all the clothing. I've, it's been a while since I've been shopping, but I realized that Martha missed this because she was putting her, Martha was just putting herself first. She didn't care about Mary. She cared about herself. She cared about what she wanted. And if you're here today, you're doing this for the first time, I don't, stuff is not a problem. You can have as much stuff as you want to have, but as long as your stuff doesn't own you, you can, have, you can own as much stuff as you want to own. But Martha was just all about herself. And we got to put others first. You know, the, the little bit of time I've been a pastor, I realized this, people that put God first and put others first, I swear to goodness, they always have a clear perspective. Always. I'd never ever, like I just, I don't, I know Matt for a very little bit of time. And Matt is always like, now he's, it's, it's annoying now, but now he's telling me stuff that I should, that I've, I've told him, that I've told you, now he's like counseling me. I'm like, how does this work like this, you know? And he said to me, he's very, and a lot of you guys in here today, you know, I called my mom yesterday for something. My mom always has clear perspective because my mom is, she puts other people first. She, put other, she puts other people first. A lot of you guys in here today, you put other people first. People that put other, people's first, other people first and put God first, they always have a clear perspective. Always. I've never been like, man, I just, if I need help, I'll go to people that have clear perspective. When people need help, they come to me because I, I think sometimes they think that I've got a clear perspective. I want to have a clear perspective. Here's what the Bible says about putting others first. Be kindly and affectionate to one another with brotherly love. And honor, giving preference to one another. Hey, you go first. Hey, you, you can have that. You, you go first. I, I want you to go first. You, you can go. I'll, I'll take care of that. Don't worry about that. Let me, let me get that. You, you go. Diana's killer at this. She, she, puts, she puts others before herself. She's, she nails it up. She, she kills this. You know, I, I wrote down a couple things for 2018. 
and, and this, was, this was one of the things, is I want to help a lot more people this year than I did last year. I want to help way more people. Two services, I want to open up, I, I just, there's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I want to see, I want to help a lot more people. That's what I want to do. I want to go to, I want to meet more, more business owners. I want to meet more people that are, I want to meet my, I want to meet more baristas this year. I'm at enough coffee shops. I should know them all by name by now, but I don't. But I want to help a lot more people this year. That's what I want to do. We we're just coming out of this Christmas season. We we're helping a lot of people. I want to help a lot more people this year. I just, that's, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't work off of New Year's resolutions, all that stuff. I just, if something comes to my mind, I want to do it right then. Usually because I forget about it. But I just want, I've written on my phone, in all cap letter, I hit that, double tap that um, arrow up. And I just want to help a lot more people. Put that on my phone. I want to help a lot more people. That's what I want to do. <clears throat> And I think that God's going to honor that, and, and God's. Gonna, but that's that's what I want to do. I want to put others before I put myself. I want to help my kids more. I want to help them. I want to help them advance more. I want to help my friends advance more. I want to meet more people because I just want, I want to help a lot more people. That's just that's just what I want to do. But here's what I know: that's synonymous with Scripture. Because Bible says I'm supposed to put others in front of myself. I'm supposed to help people. I want to encourage my wife more this year than I did last year. I want to encourage my friends way more than I encouraged than I encouraged them last year. I want to eat. I know it's going to sound foolish, but I want to go out to dinner with more people this year than I did last year. I want to help. I, was, I want to help more people. I, I told this friend of mine that I was on the airplane with, and you know me. It's it's probably terrible to sell on a flight with me, but you can imagine selling a 14-hour flight with me, captive audience, 14 hours. And I told this friend of mine, I said, I said, I'm gonna, I said, you don't have a pastor. She said, I don't. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pastor you this year. I'm gonna text you once a week, and I'm just gonna pour into you once a week because you need it. And she's like, I do I need that. I really do need that. I, I know that I need that. I wanna, I wanna help more people this year. And I wanna do it with you guys. I wanna help more people this year. And, and here's what I want you to know. You begin to help more people, your perspective begins to change. You go to Nairobi, Kenya, your perspective will change. Check this out, moms and dads. This, this blew my mind. I never saw this before. But we go down there to do teacher devotions for the teachers. It's a Christian school. And there's eighth grade all the way through the littlest babies. Every, every teacher from kindergarten through eighth grade was in this room with someone giving a devotion to the teachers. There wasn't a single adult in any classroom from kindergarten through eighth grade. The kids sat there and did all their work, didn't move. They paid attention. They were busy doing work the whole entire time. So I was like, that can't be true. So I, they, to, they told me that. So I was like, I got to go check it out next week. You know, like I got to go make sure I got to go validate what they said, you know. And so I go there next day and sure enough, devotions happen. My mother-in-law's mother doing devotion. I'm walking from classroom to classroom. These kids are sitting in there just going at it, just cranking out their homework. Just going. That's crazy, right? Like, to, could you, I can't imagine leaving 10 of you guys in a room by yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we'd get in trouble. I'm looking at Val, Dustin, and Chris right there. And these guys have been young guys in my life for, for a long time and missing a few of them today. Tyler's not here today. And a few of their friends, I've, all these guys, I've known them. Some of them, I've paired them with their spouse. And uh, we've gotten into some trouble. These guys have done a lot of good things, but they've done a lot of bad things too. No, I'm just kidding. Their wives are here. I'll tell you guys the full story later. But they've done a lot of good things. But man, putting us in the same room, we have a lot of fun, but we can get into some trouble too. 
my friend Kevin's back here. Like, I wouldn't trust me and Kevin in a room by ourselves for an hour. Like, we'd get in trouble. Hey, Derek, I'm not going to drag you into that scenario, but you know you're in there. <laughs> These kids are sitting there perfect. It changed my perspective. It changed my perspective. I was going there to help those people. I was going to go help these people. And a lot of, for lack of time, God helped me in a lot of areas. He changed me in some things. And it fueled me to come back and help a lot more people. I want to have the right perspective this year. I want to have new, I want to have a new prayer. I want to pray big prayers. I want to have a new pace. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going too fast. I need to slow down and do some right things. And but I want to have new perspective. Some of us are going to have new perspective, and that new perspective is a God kind of perspective where we put God first, and then we put others before ourselves. And I think if you pair those two together, you'll have good perspective. Let's bow our head and close our eyes.